0: we welcome in from the Golf Channel, Jerry Fultz. Jerry, good morning. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing well. Nice to chat with uh, some folks in Waco. Old stomping grounds of mine. Well, you know, let's
0: start there. Tell us the story. You played at McLennan?
1: I played a year of college golf at McLennan Community College. Back when back when the houses were being built that Chip and Joanna fix up now. It was so <laughs> long. <ago. laughs> That's awesome.
0: Hey, just out of curiosity, who was, who was your coach?
1: That was the curious part was uh, Jimmy Clayton. It was his last year there before he got the job at University of Texas. And I played well that year, finished second in nationals. And I could basically go anywhere I wanted, except the one place I wanted to go, which was University of Texas, because the old coach handed out the last scholarship before they named Jimmy the coach. And of course, that scholarship went to Brandel Chambly. So I've got many reasons never to forgive the guy.
0: <laughs> your, your co-worker then,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely, best studio analyst in all sports, in my opinion. But yeah, he took my scholarship at Texas.
0: All right, let's uh, l- let's dive into this thing. You've been around the game your entire life. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen anything like you saw yesterday?
1: No, no. I mean, we've read about it. We read about what Hogan did after his near fatal car accident. But when he came back and won the U.S. Open. Uh, it was a longer period than what Tiger has gone through, and it was also not his first tournament back. What Tiger did yesterday was just—I mean, the guy's 46. He looks like he has trouble walking. He can't bend down to read his putts. He's been under the knife more than a cheap steak. He's, you know, he's given up more than half of his career to swing changes and injuries and personal timeouts, and yet he goes out and does that yesterday. It's just—it's almost like it's the last. He knows it's something he shouldn't do. He's done everything else, so it's almost like this is his – if he accomplishes this feat, it's immortality forever.
0: I, it, I was going to ask you, uh, and again, there's there's a lot of golf to be played, and, and I think today obviously will be a big challenge. Can he put two 18s back-to-back physically? We, I know he can mentally. Uh, it, it, if he's in contention on Sunday, that – where would that rank? I mean, I, I'm trying to just kind of wrap my mind around Tiger Woods in contention at the Masters on Sunday after 18 months off because of an accident.
1: I can't. I mean, I can't I can't think of a comparable story. I mean, maybe give it some time and you could come up with something, but I just can't think of a comparable story. Uh, it, it sports a history. It, I can't think of a human being with a television on Sunday who wouldn't be watching it, that's for sure. Um and, and it's amazing that in a, a golf story could turn out to be the, the biggest sports story in history if he's able to do that. And I mean, he's no, he can't do it. You just can't do it, but he can't do what he did yesterday. So how do you rule the guy out?
2: How how much does it change today with Tiger Woods or does it because of, you know, he talked about being in the ice bath and, and doing all those things to get ready for today, but one thing that might be missing a little bit today is that adrenaline may not be as high today. Does that make it more difficult for him to fight through, or does that make it easier just to relax and play the game?
1: No, I think I think you're, it's a great instinct you got there. Um, today's the great unknown. He's played 18 holes before there last week. He played, well, 27 because they played the par three with his son. Um, he hasn't played two days back-to-back 18 holes. Uh, they, did, they were nice to him, gave him the early-late wave, so he had more time to rest. But uh, this is the great unknown. Now he's been out there. He he put a good round together. And now people almost expect him to play a decent round, as opposed to yesterday when the over/under was 75.5 on the betting line for his opening round. Um, so it is going to be tougher for him. The course is going to be harder. It's going to be windier today, even though he played in the bulk of the wind yesterday. Uh, fairways will be a lot firmer. Um, it'll be harder to you know harder to get the ball. Where it lands on the greens, as we know, as we've seen so many times in the past, but nobody knows the course better. Nobody knows the course better uh, than Tiger. So if he can manage his game the way he did yesterday, he only hit nine fairways. He didn't hit the ball great at all. Um, Excuse me, only hit nine greens. He didn't hit the ball great at all, but he managed it well. He left it in the right spots. And if he's able to do that again today and get something at around par or under par, he is right there for the weekend. remember, he's a notorious slow starter in majors. And uh he's four back where he was three years ago when he won the last time, so you you never really know he's he's got plenty of power to win this, and he's putting well um so it's it's hard to count him out walking looks painful. he can't even bend down to read his putt, mm. and he's putting and making things. It's absolutely nuts what he's doing
2: outside of tiger in his group, which group has your attention as we head into day two?
1: mm boy i right. I'm looking for one of the guys who was a disappointment yesterday to come back roaring today, a John Rahm or a Justin Thomas, to do something special. Um, I don't think that Dustin Johnson is a surprise. He's kind of been trending this way. Uh, I think he'll be right there on the weekend. But um, looking for one of those bigger names who was a betting favorite, as those two were. Uh, Not that I'm a betting man. I keep going back to that just because that seems to be where all the pre-tournament focus was, was Rahman and Justin Thomas, and they're way out of it right now. So I'm looking for one of those guys to try and make a mark, but you never know. I mean, trying to force things around Augusta is is impossible. You have to let it happen on the back nine, and and that's not easy.
0: I was thinking about Brooks Koepka. Uh, Here's a guy that can let it fly off the tee, but yet he's sitting at plus three.
1: Yeah. He he got off to a pretty good start yesterday. I don't know if he just he doesn't seem to have the uh precision that the, the I mean the imagination. He kinda of, you know, he kinda pummels of a golf course into submission and you can't do that at Augusta. So, you know, I don't know if he has that kind of creativity to to invent shots. He's almost mono dimensional in that regard. Um, not that that's a bad way to play. He's gotten quite good at it, and he's won four majors and a whole bunch of money. But it takes a it takes a little more savvy in your game to win at Augusta than it does uh, Deshambo.
2: Put it in perspective for those who don't know: How why do golfers have such a hard time the longer they play at Augusta through the weekend? Why does that course get so much harder? Is it the wear and tear? Is it the the conditions? What creates that? Uh, at Augusta more than anywhere else?
1: Well, it is the conditions partially. Those greens get just so frighteningly fast. Um, But it's the mental fatigue. It's a very difficult course to walk. It's very physically tiring. Uh, But these guys are in the greatest shape of their lives, most of them. Uh, it's It's the mental fatigue because you hit so many good shots that don't turn out good Uh, because they just missed these spots by a foot here or a foot there, and then you're in an impossible place where you literally can't get the ball, even if you're on the green, within 15 or 20 feet of the hole. Um, It's just it requires ultimate precision. You're playing off uneven lines the entire time, you never have a flat shot you never have a flat lie and you can never truly feel where the wind is going even though there is a predominant wind above it just swirls through the hills and the pines of augusta uh, and you just i mean you've heard people talk about it and 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 almost glorify it through the years and that's really what is augusta's defense uh, cause, because you just can't be as precise all the time as the shot requires. So I think it just wears you down uh, very much mentally, and you have to be so strong to be there on Sunday.
2: Jerry, for you, what was the most oppressive shot of the day yesterday?
1: Uh, well, Neiman's hole out on nine was pretty cool. Uh, Tiger hit one. I think his second shot, the second shot on thirteen was awesome, but then the trouble shot on fourteen, that looked like nineteen year old tiger. He looked like he forgot that he was a decrepit old man and <laughs> just went after it like a t like a teenager and hit that shot up over the trees. That was really cool. We
0: we know about Cameron Smith. Who is Sun G M?
1: <laughs> Sun J M. He is uh he's an awesome story. He came over here, didn't go to college, came over, uh made it onto what is now the Corn Ferry Tour. And his one season on the Corn Ferry Tour broke every record in the 25-year existence of that tour. Now the only person to come along and have a similar season since has been Scotty Scheffler. Um, so th- those two are, are what the record books are made out of on the uh, on the on the what is now Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, we'd never heard of him before he came over and played the Corn Ferry Tour. I know he played a couple big amateur events before, but he came over as an 18 or 19-year-old. Uh, he's, he's an intriguing guy. Everybody out there likes him. He speaks plenty of English to get along with the guys, but he won't do it in public. Um, they love him. And the guy doesn't even have a home. He just plays golf from hotel to hotel. He hardly ever takes a week off. And when he does he either bums off somebody's house, usually in Texas, or he stays in a hotel somewhere.
2: Who's your, who's your dark horse after round one to come out of nowhere and maybe make some noise on Sunday. Is there one?
1: Give me a dark horse. karen stuffles is sitting here my girlfriend what common-law wife if you will (laughs) she's going to come up with a dark horse for you karen stuffles 2004 women's british open champion by the way very Um, nice who uh who's a dark horse i don't know that's that's so tough to tell uh goodness gracious the one person i thought would have a great week and didn't play that well yesterday shopley i think he he has the ability to do something pretty special still i think he's playing well enough
0: Tell us what you got going on. Uh, what's next for you as far as uh, coverage on the Golf Channel?
1: Uh, we leave uh, Monday. We have the tough duty of going out to cover the LPGA in Hawaii. So that's a oh. really, really a struggle there, yeah.
0: Did, did the you LPGA almost pass on that assignment?
1: You know, yeah, it, it it's such a long flight, uh, and they do fly us comfortably when we go overseas, and that's considered overseas. It's, it's just so long to be laying in that in that one chair that you lay back in. It's that's tough.
0: <laughs> Jerry, man, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Hey, uh, we're we're going to do this some more, uh, and, and and we'll start talking about some some Waco stuff and, and get you to tell us some Waco stories when you were playing golf here
1: absolutely highlanders right absolutely highlanders? you got it yeah i still i still wear orange in honor of them whenever i can
0: <laughs> jerry we appreciate your time <laughs> thanks so much man have a great well, day take care, anytime. see yeah. you later that's jerry folks from the golf channel